Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now, to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsay Klein. Thank you for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time, and your host of Buy the Books. I'm here today with Jason Barden. He is an RVP of Primerica, helping business owners with life insurance and investments. And I am so glad to have you on here today. Thanks for having me. I don't know that I've met a person more passionate about life insurance. So you're the perfect person to talk about this because I think a lot of people don't even understand the importance of it, but especially, and this is the angle I want to come at this from, especially for business owners. Now, you know my story, and I've talked about it in my very first episode of By the Books that my first husband passed away. Right. Thankfully, he had life insurance, which was huge getting through that time, not having to worry about the financial aspect. So I, of course, am a huge proponent of this. But adding an extra layer to that is if you're a business owner and all of a sudden you cease to exist, what does that mean for everyone that's left behind. So right. come at it from that perspective. Sure. What what advice would you give to business owners specifically about life insurance? Well, so with business owners specifically, we typically tend to look at life insurance for three reasons. Um, and it's going to depend on how their business is set up. So we have personal life insurance, which is what you were talking about, right? right. You and mm-hmm. your husband had personal life insurance. And what personal life insurance is designed to do is it's designed to replace your income if you're no longer there to take care of your family before you're able to build enough assets to provide income for your family. On the business owner side, there's two additional reasons why you might look at life insurance and it might make sense. One would be a key man policy. And the other would be a buy-sell agreement. Uh, sometimes uh, business might need all three, but we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of talk about all three of them and okay. what they're specifically designed for. Uh, and it's not a cookie cutter. Oh, you own a business, you need three types of life insurance because it's it's not the case. So let's talk about key man insurance. Okay. Now explain what does that term mm. key man mean? So. It's somebody, it's a key employee, usually a C-level employee that provides uh, daily duties for the business. So when you say C-level, I'm thinking CFO, CMO, CEO. All of those. Okay. So let's say it's a smaller business that doesn't have C-level necessarily, but might have a right-hand person that manages a lot of the functions. Correct. Yep. That would be? It would be a key employee. Okay. Typically, we find them in C-level roles uh, with a smaller business where maybe they haven't defined C-level roles for anyone other than the owner, uh, then it would be a key person that is integral in that business operating on a day-to-day basis. What key man insurance is, is the business would take out a life insurance policy on that individual so that heaven forbid something happened to them, they have enough money to go out and hire someone to do those duties. Right now, that could be a husband wife, that could be uh, a business partnership, it could be family, it could be non family. But what it ultimately does is a lot of times, if we're in a smaller business, we will a lot of times do things at a lower than market rate uh, uh, income standpoint, right? Maybe you're doing a hundred thousand dollar year job, but you know the business is going to take off, and so you're 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 lapping it up at a lower amount, right? And then that 
that key person passes away. Well, the, the, the business needs to hire somebody to do the level of work that person is doing, and now they're in a crunch. That person was here mm-hmm. today and gone tomorrow. But unfortunately, when you're looking for talent, talent is usually not inexpensive. Right. Now, now we have some economic downturns at times where you can find talent at a really uh, economical, affordable price. The, the challenge is uh, we don't always pass away at the most ideal times for our businesses. So <laughs> right. when you need someone with a specific skill, you go, I need someone with a skill. I need enough money to pay that person what they're worth. And then like a lot of small businesses, the first hire isn't always a perfect fit. No. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> right? It happens a little bit. And so it's not just – maybe it's enough to replace that replace that person from an income standpoint for about three years. Let, let's say that role is a $100,000 a year role. Well, the first hire might not be perfect. Mm-hmm. So maybe you need – a couple of years worth of income so that you can find the right person, get them trained, integrate them into your, uh, in, into your uh, culture, right? And be able to have a great fit for your business so that you can do one of two things, scale up so the business now pays for that person, makes up for the revenue loss. Um, and then maybe you end up uh, growing and by before the the money runs out for the key man insurance, you've got the perfect person in place for your business to go to the next level. Right, uh, so that's what key man insurance is for. It's specifically for a key person, and it is typically going to be someone uh, that the business can't live without. So I've heard this. Tell me if this <clears throat> is true or not. I heard from a life insurance agent that Walmart is the biggest purchaser of life insurance policies because they have these key man policies. Poten- have you heard this? Potentially, but I haven't seen it. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. sure. I'm sure it's on Google. If you Google anything, okay. it's probably true, okay. right? <laughs> But it makes sense if they're doing these key man insurance because, of course, they have a lot of employees. Yeah, but you wouldn't take – I mean, when you look at like a company like Walmart, they're not taking key insurance out on like Everybody. every store manager or everything like that. So they might have a lot of locations, but that C-level is a very limited amount because an, an insurance company isn't going to be like – isn't going to let you go, oh, well, I just hired Johnny and Johnny's been here for six months. He's a key employee. I need a key man policy. <laughs> They're going to want you to justify that because they don't they, – they want to make sure that the insurable risk actually makes sense gotcha. for the business. Right? Okay. So the, the second one would be a buy-sell agreement. A buy-sell agreement is, let's say you and I go into business with each other. We agree to go into business together, but what you don't agree to is to go into business with my wife, right? Ah. Right? So you and I- So then it's the question of if one of us were to die, we were partners, but if one of us dies, then what happens? Who takes that- that spot. Right. And, and ultimately let's say we have a business that's worth X amount of money uh, and we're 50, 50 partners. Well, something happens to me, my ownership transfers to my wife. Now, I I had daily duties, I had tasks, I had responsibilities. Uh, My wife doesn't know how to do that. She gets half the revenue and you get none of my work. So what does that mean for you as a business owner? Mm. Well, what that means for you as a business owner is you now have to do your job and mine and you got to split the revenue with my wife. Now, is that fair? No, but no. this would, I would think, be a good example of why you need to have a really good partnership agreement. Correct. But the revenue still has to get split. So if there's no money, how do you hire someone if you have no money? Right. Right. And then you, you ever you ever seen one of those businesses on paper, it's really valuable, but you look at the bank accounts, you're like, this thing isn't worth nothing. Right. <laughs> 
And so I, pa- I pass away and my wife comes to you and goes, hey, I'll tell you what, the business is, is valued at, buy me out, right? And there's a lot of small businesses that go, not exactly how business works. I mean, I know we got some stuff in the pipeline, but I can't write you a check right. for 50% of a million dollars right. or 50% right. of a quarter, whatever the, the, the Value. business is valued at. What a buy sell agreement does is it you and I while I'm still while we're both still alive we sit down and we go okay the business is worth let's say a million dollars okay and we do a buy sell agreement where there's half a million dollars on my life and half a million dollars on your life and when one of us passes away that half a million dollars goes to the business and then you now have half a million dollars to buy out my portion and write a check to my wife. So now you're gonna work twice as much, but you're gonna get all the revenue. See, it's fair for everyone, because my wife still deserves half the business, but not at the not at the loss of you having to work twice as hard for half the money, right? right? right. And so it, it doesn't make sense for all businesses, but those are what it's designed to avoid. Now, what if there's more mm-hmm. than two partners? Then Can it work for that situation? It's going to be based on ownership percentages. Okay. So if it's a 30-30 split or maybe it's a, a 50-30-20, right? You would just take the valuation and spread it out based on who has what ownership. Um, and, and those are – they're all set up from day one like that. They're written as buy-sell agreements. They're written as key man policies. They're written as individual life insurance. And so what that prevents anything – and by the way, when you get that, that buy-sell agreement money from the life insurance policy, right? you sit down with my wife and go, hey, I got a check with half a million dollars. I'll trade you the check for Jason's half of the business. I need you to sign this and then I'll give you the check. Right. And it's a fair trade that way. Now, if if I am a business owner, if you and I have a business together and it makes sense for us to have um, a buy-sell agreement, it probably does make sense if we're both actively working in the business to have key man insurance to right buy out the other person's half of the business, cover uh, hiring a new employee in order to do the tasks that, that person did. And then if I, got a, if I got a family that depends on my ability to earn income to pay bills, then I really ought to be looking at having individual life insurance. If I had to put it in order, like which one should you get first? First, you get uh, personal life insurance, right? Because if the business is great, but your family's left uh, mm. holding the bag, that's not great either. Uh, number two, I would look at, uh, you can determine if key man or buy-sell agreement makes the most sense. I think it depends on the business. Now, when would a business not need, when would a business need key man but not need a buy-sell agreement? Me and my wife have a business together. We don't really need a buy-sell agreement. Maybe key man insurance, mm-hmm. but not a buy-sell agreement. That makes sense. Right? Now, I've seen businesses, and this is typically how I see it set up, is where the business is the beneficiary. Correct. And the owner or owners have their own policies, so it's not a buy-sell agreement. It's just they have a life insurance policy where the business is a beneficiary, the business pays for it. On the original application, there was probably a buy-sell agreement Ah, box that was checked. Okay, so it could still be a buy-sell agreement. Yeah, and if the business is the beneficiary, it's it's listed somewhere. Okay. If it wasn't listed somewhere, that was – probably a mistake on the front end and needs to be fixed because what's the money really designed for? The, the importance is 
all businesses should always, agreements should always be in writing even between friends, right? Of course, yes. Uh, going into business with a friend on a handshake deal is wonderful, but it tends to, down the road, it leads to some hurt feelings at some point. Setting up the life insurance as a buy-sell agreement, as a key man policy, it's really important to make sure that they're set up the right way on the front end versus, ah, we'll take care of that on the back end. That that gets sticky and leads to some frustration down the road. So another situation I've seen is where they've set up the life insurance for a certain amount of money, but now the business has grown considerably since they first got the life insurance. So the life insurance policy would not even cover half or whatever their portion is of the business anymore. And that's where business owners really need to be proactive. And as those valuations change, they need to adjust. So is it important to, f- to get a life insurance policy that they can tack on additional face value later? As long as your health and your habits don't change, you can always get more life insurance. So oatmeal is better than no meal, right? Something is better than nothing. Yes. And as long as your health and your habits don't change, you can always get more coverage later on down the road. So yes, sometimes you can tack it on to the existing policy. Sometimes you have to go out and get another policy. As you start getting, as you, as your need for life insurance gets larger and larger, sometimes you need to diverse. Sometimes an insurance company will go, hey, we've covered as much risk as we're going to on your personal life. Um, and they won't cover you up to a certain point. And so that's why you might have to go out and get some insurance somewhere else. But you should always get it reviewed because- life insurance that you can keep is also important as well, mm-hmm. right? Not all not all coverage is affordable to keep long-term. Um, it's one of the reasons they stayed in the industry is so that I could educate families on how the policy is actually written. Life insurance is contracts, right? We all sign it. We all agree to it. We shove it in our drawer. We never look at it again. <laughs> and I, after 15 years, I can't tell you how many people I've sat down with where they thought it worked one way and then we read the fine print and it might've worked something a little bit differently. And you're like, I don't remember that. So it's it's always a good idea to get what you have reviewed, right? Uh, but again, bad insurance, better than no insurance. Oatmeal is better than no meal, right? Having something in place is always better than having nothing. Yeah, I'm definitely a proponent of that for sure. Absolutely. So is there anything else that you would recommend to business owners in this arena of life insurance that they should do or should think about? Earlier is always better. And, and the, the reason why, look, as a life insurance person, it's super easy for me to look across in the camera and go, hey, you need as much as possible as early <laughs> as you can, right? And it, and it, feels, it, it feels pushy and salesy. The reality is, is we know when our birthday is and we have no idea how many days we're guaranteed. You're right. Right, and so having something in place is better than nothing. Um, I, I think that everybody needs to look at their budget Everyone needs to have their priorities. Uh, The earlier you can look at that, the better, because you just never know when something inexplicable is going to happen. We've seen a lot of things happen over the last 18 months, two years, Um, and and I've I've watched death claims come across my desk for lots of different reasons. Mm -hmm. There's not one specific. Um, Out of the last uh, nine death claims I've paid, uh, they have all been for different reasons, Wow. right? And and most people go, well, they're probably for one reason. And uh, based on the time frame we're talking about, most people can will probably go, oh, that was that time that that stuff happened in the world. It it wasn't all that, right? There was one like that, but the rest of them weren't. Mm. More car accidents, heart attacks, all kinds of stuff. Well, I did want to talk about this, like the 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 method of death or the reason for the death 
it, that matters in a lot, a lot of life insurance policies. That's why it's important to look at your documents. So I'll give you a very specific example, which, you know, you know my story. Right. Um, my husband committed suicide. Yeah. And many life insurance policies either exclude it completely or they have a period of two years or so where they won't pay on suicide claims. Correct. So if your partner, your business partner commits suicide, are there policies out there that will cover even in those situations? There are. But again, you need to look at the origin, the, the actual contract once it's issued. Right. So verify facts. And once it's issued, you can still get out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So life okay. insurance, as long as you make the premium, the life insurance company isn't allowed to cancel it. You're allowed to cancel it whenever you want. So you can cancel it early, uh, all the way up until- Is there a period where you can still get your money back? If you uh, see your policy and you're like, oh, I didn't know there was that fine print. Yeah, so usually you have between 10 and 20 days. It's called okay. a free look period okay. where you can look at it, uh, verify the information. It's one of the reasons why when I sit down with a new client and we get their policy issued, we I go through that stuff. Uh, a lot of times- um, you know, people get their insurance policy and they're like, okay, I've got life insurance. I kind of remember it. I signed here. Uh, it's an important document and it ends up in a box, a file cabinet, a safe deposit box. And it, it really never gets looked at again. Mm-hmm. Move a couple times and you go, I know I got it somewhere. I scanned mine in. <laughs> as long as you I'm can- I'm that nerd. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, as long as you can keep it secure and protected, absolutely. Right. Because then you always have access to it. And those are those are some of the things that uh, in the in 15 years of doing this, it's going back to the documents and going, okay, so let's let's read what it says and make sure that it works the way we need it to. And if we need to make some adjustments, great. Um, and if if somebody is at a point where they can't get any more life insurance, at least they know how it works. Mm, that's good. That's the that's a that's another key uh, aspect to life insurance is knowing how yours works. Yes, absolutely. So if somebody needed help with this, wanted to to review their policy or just talk to you, ask you questions, how could they reach you? So uh, always reach out to me. Uh, I'm all over social media, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, You can always reach out to me directly at my cell phone. I'm sure you're going to put a link with all my contact information. So email, cell phone, either way is fine. Um, This was really a place that I came to 15 years ago just to make some extra money to pay cash for college. I stayed because the way my family thought our life insurance worked and how it really worked was radically different. Mm. And I I think one of the reasons that I stayed where we have so much turnover in our industry for a long period of time, I stayed because I just wanted to teach people what my family didn't know. So Mm. we're education first. And if we can help, wonderful. We keep... Right, we keep it very basic. Uh, we sit down and we apples to apples comparison, and we make sure that if we make a recommendation to make a change, it has to be in the client's best interest. Uh, that goes without saying. Insurance has a very interesting reputation, right? <laughs> very interesting <laughs> reputation. And so, all my, if if I can educate someone so that they understand what their best options are, what they're supposed to be looking for, uh, that's a win. It also allows us to build long-term relationships in the community, mm. right? Um, for for those of you that do a lot of networking and your business works off of referrals, uh, a great contact uh, is worth about 40,000 contacts to you, right? Mm. On, on average, if we look at our phone, the average person has 200 people that they know well. They, they know their name, that person knows their name. If, if, 
if you and I build a relationship based on no like trust and respect, and all I do is get introduced to your 200 contacts that you know them and they know you, and then I do the exact same thing with them, 200 multiplied by 200 turns into 40,000 real quick. Uh, I haven't seen a conversion rate on a funnel that, that does that, <laughs> does what a personal relationship will do yet. Uh, so many times though, we go, uh, we, we look at somebody and we go, you're a fit or you're not a fit. And then we move on, mm-hmm. right? Um, instead of digging in, developing a relationship and, and being able to send referrals back and looking at people more than just a a number. Close deal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'm a huge proponent of that. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been really good. I yeah, think this absolutely. is going to be valuable information for a lot of business owners. Well, I appreciate you letting me come out and hang out with you guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was fun. Yes. And thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Sekline Honest, Accurate Bookkeeping Performed on Time. Until next time, have a great week, everyone. By the Books is presented by Sekline Honest, Accurate Bookkeeping Performed on Time. For more information on Sakline services or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit sakline.com or email info at sakline.com. The information provided on this website and podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Sakline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.